I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. by dispatch today i'm Brittany, and joining me today as always is my friend emily lynn hi emily hi Brittany. how are you i'm good how are you doing i'm good just uh chilling in bed uh relearning how to podcast because we haven't done this in a while yeah i know because we're the worst star wars podcast ever <laughs> just when everyone thinks they're done with star wars celebration talk we're gonna come out on friday with just two hours of this is what we did in star wars celebration look i mean yeah you have people like steel and star wars felt out who are doing podcasts multiple times a day and then you have us who just sort of decided eh <laughs> and then we, we would just see each other on the show floor and be like hey hey <laughs> oh my i mean it's a thought that counts i mean at least we saw each other i mean here's the thing is we actually didn't spend that much time together i know that's a funny thing like we did like the polar opposite things during celebration like you would be on the show floor and i would be at panels because i guess i'm a panel person I don't know. I'm learning new things about myself every day now since coming back from Chicago. But yeah, I thought that maybe this week we could do a in-depth. Uh, uh, I don't know. Just go into each day and talk about it and talk about Chicago and how we like Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Breakdown. That was the word I was thinking of. You see, I'm. I can't even think of the words. I'm like right back to. My old podcasting self. Yeah, I was going to say, that's that's not you not knowing how to podcast anymore. That's how you've always been. <sighs> I swear to God, like, I was re-listening to, like, older episodes, like, before Celebration. And, like, I was listening to, like, the way I talked. And I was like, oh, I used to care. <laughs> and, now, <laughs> and now I'm just like, um, what word was I thinking about? Um... <laughs> could that be the new slogan of our podcast candid by dispatch we used to care yeah <laughs> oh man i have this old um notebook and 
in the notebook is like notes that I made like the first two episodes of Game of Thrones, not Game of Thrones, of Canto Bite Dispatch. And then I say Game of Thrones because I used to do a Game of Thrones thing. Don't do it anymore. But yeah, like I did the, all these like extensive notes. And then like now, <laughs> ironically, today I was like, yeah, let's just wing it. <laughs> oh, we used to care. <laughs> I mean, Emily still does. Emily does a lot of work, which we'll talk about Emily's wonderful work that she did during a Star Wars Celebration Chicago via fan fiction. But yeah, we'll get to it. But yeah, so I thought we would go day by day and let's start off with Tuesday. Emily, how was your Tuesday morning? Well, Tuesday is when I flew in and I actually didn't have any problems at all with my flight on the way in which is miraculous but i even landed a little bit early and i met up with our buddy aaron boyd and i met up with this dude named carlos who you might know the name sounds familiar did it take you a long time to find him it did take us a really fucking long time to find him then i know that carlos (laughs) but uh yeah and then we just split a car from the airport to go well, we thought we were going to be going straight to the Airbnb, but it turned out that they were still cleaning it. So instead, we were at a bar like a block away from the Airbnb. But there, there, I met Brittany Brown for the first time in person. Oh, man. Yeah, that that was and a then, day. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, there is video of it. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll retweet it when this, this uh, podcast goes out. But yeah, we met for the first time. It was very exciting. I might have gotten a little bit teary-eyed. I got really excited and nervous, like, all at once. (laughs) But it was funny. My Tuesday morning, I had a flight at 6 a.m., so I woke up around 4. It felt like Christmas. You know when you're a kid and you wake up really early for Christmas? Like, that's what it felt like, except my Christmas was spent at the airport. Going to Chicago... And then fight was fine and everything. I had to sit next to an infant, but it was fine. The kid was fine. It just it was his sibling that was sitting like right next to him that kept screaming. But I'm used to it. For some reason, like I'm cursed on planes where I'm always sitting next to screaming kids. Always me. But <laughs> uh, it's fine. No disrespect to screaming children. I get it. Um, but then we got to Chicago. Rusty and I decided to do an Uber pool. And we immediately regretted it. As soon as uh, we picked up our second passenger and we can visibly see his bong in his backpack. I'm like, cool. And he looked like he was like 15 too. And I'm like, oh no, poor little guy. But um, what else happened? So yeah, Rusty. So this was around like 12 o'clock. And Rusty was like, I'm going to go inside the Airbnb, put our stuff down. I'm like, check-in is not until 3 o'clock. This is someone's house, you know. (laughs) And Rusty just walks in, and then, like, there's just pants on the table. There's pants on the floor. Like, there's pants everywhere for some reason. And I'm just like, Rusty, this is someone's house. There could be someone in here right now. And it gives me flashbacks to the time when we were cat-sitting for our neighbors, and we went over to try to cat-sit early, and... We were trying to unlock their door, but we found out they were still in their house because we heard the kids screaming. So then we just like ran back home. But yeah, I was getting flashbacks to that. So then thank God there was a pizza bar 
right next to the Airbnb. So we chilled there, had a couple margaritas. And then the moment came when I met Emily. Yeah, we really lucked out in that there wasn't a Cubs game that night because we were to like two literally two blocks from from Wrigley. And so if there had been a game that night, we would not have been able to hang out in that bar because it would have been packed and we all had our luggage with us. I know. It was funny. Like especially in like new places, like I am very like nervous or of my surroundings and everything so like I put my stuff down and I feel like every five minutes like the for the first hour I'd make sure like okay is my bag still here even though I'm sitting right there but after like two hours I was just like yeah the bags are over there there's like 50 of them it's okay but well yeah because after two hours you were fucking drunk uh, yeah I mean more it was margarita town you always have to be drunk during margarita town but but yeah no it was it was great I mean it was fun, like, finally getting to meet you, you know, meeting the person I've been talking to for about two years now, so. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, I'm glad it was recorded. There's two recordings, actually. Carlos recorded one on his phone, and then Rusty recorded one on my phone. So, I'm glad that those two exist. But, I don't know, what were, what were your first impressions? I mean, it was a little bit, like, of you. Sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, it was cool to finally like see you. You were exactly what I expected. You're Brittany. Just for today, though. <laughs> Just for that day. But the thing is, like, I sort of... I was surprised by how quickly... It just felt naturally to be around everybody. And yeah, I've been talking to these people for a couple of years now. But... It, you know, it maybe felt awkward meeting meeting Boyd at the airport I felt awkward for like 30 seconds and then I'm like oh no this is my friend AB we're just gonna hang out all week now and now we're just doing it face to face instead of online it's interesting how that is like I remember I met up first at the pizza place with Ed and his podcast co-host from Scruffy Looking Podcasters and it was like we had known each other for years we we're just sitting there you know talking and everything and especially what like Josh Nelson came in and we were talking with him and then other people started coming in I mean I already knew Dallas so when he came in I've met him a couple times but it's funny how comfortable we all were with everyone how easy it was to be but we got lucky we stayed with wonderful people in Echo Base yeah, it was good. And we also looked out in that, well, not looked out because they like worked it out, but, and that Ed and his group had the, had the other floor on the house we had, because otherwise there may have been some problems. Yeah. Rusty was always like, I'm surprised the cops weren't called at all during our time here. I'm like, we weren't that bad. Uh, Yeah, you guys were. Hey, no, it wasn't me. I I wasn't part of what we're going to discuss later. I was asleep during that. I was asleep during 2.11 in the morning. I don't know how the fuck you were asleep. Carlos and I are really deep sleepers. We didn't hear anything. But I'm not I'm not excusing the behavior. But all right. So, yeah. Tuesday night, we had just Echo Base hang out. And then Claire came over. And we got to meet Claire, that cute little bean. And... I forget what time we ended that night. I think it was we 
were crazy and we like stayed up until like two or three like probably like every night during celebration which I don't know if I want to do again for celebration Anaheim but I probably will because I don't make good decisions (laughs) but all right Wednesday what did you do on Wednesday Emily what did we do on Wednesday I don't even fucking remember Wednesday I mean I know we went out for pizza yeah we met King Tom that's right. We went out for deep dish and we met King Tom. And he had these cool little stickers and one of them said Death Watch. Yeah, he had a Death Watch sticker that he made. Uh, I was pretty stoked. It's now on my water bottle. I still have like all my stickers. Like I, I still haven't really unpacked. I've I washed all of my clothes before I left, but they're all still in my suitcase. Oh, some of them. I've I've like grabbed some of them and be like, I'm going to wear this today or I'm going to put on these pajama pants right now. You know, normal things. But what else did we do that day? I know that we got back from Pizzeria Uno and then some of us went to the Wrigley Field and it was my first baseball game. So that was fun. I mean, I was pretty drunk for most of it, but and cold because it was really cold. I remember you were like, if you're stupid, you will go to that game. And I was like, I'm going. Well, because my friend, uh, I, have a, I have a, my friend Molly lives actually in, in Wrigleyville where we were staying. And I had gone to grab ice cream with her because there was a place just like two blocks, you know, down. And on the way back from that, I was freezing cold and i was walking and i was outside for five minutes if you're sitting on bleachers and that weather it's insanity i mean my face was just a little cold and my face gets really red so it was just like being in the sun except the sun is like an icicle the opposite of that yeah but i don't know i mean it was cool. I mean, it was a good experience with friends. I had my first Chicago hot dog and I fell in love instantly. So while I was at the game, what were you doing? That's the first night when we went over to the hotel, I think. Yeah. The Yeah, so like we were just hanging out for a while and then we met up um at the plaza hotel which is the hotel a bunch of people were staying either at the hotel or around it it's the haunted one um and so we went over there and the next thing i knew there was a million people there yeah but it's cool to see like to see steel and haas and jesse and just lots of people who i love yeah I remember getting a text message from you that the Aussies were in Echo Base. And I immediately was like, we're going back. Let's go. And then I heard that everyone was at the Congress Plaza. So immediately we got an Uber and I was ready. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because we were we were just hanging out at Echo Base. And suddenly I checked my messages and I had one from Catherine being like, hey, there's a bunch of Australians at your door because they were staying like a 10 minute walk from us, <laughs> which was awesome. It's like the dream is there's just a bunch of Australians at your door. <laughs> well, especially with how much fucking candy Catherine gave us. Dude, Catherine is an angel. I swear. Tim Tams are so fucking good. They're the best cookie. And Catherine is, like, one of the best people I know, I think. 
she is. She's just so sweet, so kind. Uh, I know Josh took a really good picture of when I met Catherine for the first time. I was oh cool. I was really excited to meet her. I got really excited. I think we both cried. <laughs> and and praise be to Josh Chapman and his super warm hats that he had that he was passing out because. He spent some fucking dough on his podcast merch and everyone was very grateful for it because it was cold as shit. I mean, every like, yeah, Chicago's windy, but Chicago is more windy than I ever think it's going to be. Oh, yeah. Those hats were so cute. They were so nice. And it's funny because we would be in the Winchester Arena and then I would see like little beanies and I'd be like, hey, those are my friends. Like, I can't see the little blobs, but I know they're my friends. It also it also did make it easier to spot people like on the convention floor when we were trying to meet up. I know. I can't wait for next year's accessory. <laughs> but <laughs> probably not warm wool beanies. You never know. Maybe California will experience a snowstorm in the middle of <laughs> the summer. I mean, I don't even know when the convention will be. I assume like April, May, but I don't know. What else did we do that night? Um, there were a lot of people there. I got to see Haas and Jesse again. I met Luke Cruiser for the first time. I met a lot of people. I met all the Australians. I Calvin was there. Calvin lives in San Diego, and I only see him like rarely. So it's one of those things where like I get back here and I'm like, I need to start making like meetups with people because they live so close to me, you know? And then God. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm trying to think, like, who else we met. We met a lot of people. I was a little, like, I was overwhelmed, but, like, in a good way. Like, I wasn't expecting to meet, like, so many wonderful people. It was very cool. It was. It, it just, it's amazing that, you know, we created this silly little podcast and we've met so many amazing and kind people. But... And then we drank expensive alcohol in uh, the Congress Plaza, but it was good expensive alcohol. People had food. Did you eat food there? Um, I, I think I had a bite of somebody's pretzel that was so salty I wanted to die. Ooh, I heard that's how the pretzels were at the convention, too. I don't think I ate any con food other than the food inside of the Wintrust Arena. And that food was okay. They had good chicken tenders. Even the lady there was like, oh, our chicken tenders are good. I'm like, okay, that's fair. Did you eat any good food? Um, I mean, you had deep dish. How did you think that the deep dish was? I, I thought it was good. I like I like deep dish. It's, you know, I it's sort of th it's think of it as a different animal than, than pizza. Because pizza to me is, you know, like a slice. But going out for deep dish is an event. Oh, yeah. And it's fun, especially when it's like so many people. And like, I know it takes like 45 minutes to have the pizza be ready, but it's so easy to like, you know, talk to people or do fun things. And instead of just sitting there being like, all right, count down till pizza. I mean, you got wings and everything, too. Or them, but well, that's true. And I mean, that was, you know, one of the first like group hangouts. So everybody was super stoked to be there. Yeah. It was a good day. All right. So we have Thursday. So how did you start your Thursday morning? 
I mean, Thursday was the first day of the actual con. But, you know, it's, it's preview day. There's no panels. It's not starting until later. Decided it didn't need to be there immediately. <laughs> which is fine. Um, look, Thursday was a rough day for me. It was the first day of the con. You know, I'm on I'm on the con floor. We had all like a bunch of us had met up at the food court there because there was some t- we had grabbed a big table, and I was on Instagram and I saw a post that my friend had made announcing that he had prostate cancer and was going into surgery for the next day. Um, and. There's already so like it's so much emotional exhaustion and what well, and also physical exhaustion going at that point. It was like really hard to process. Um, I will say he's doing he's doing good. The surgery was successful. Good. He got a clear test. He's doing really well. But, um, and it's not somebody I'm like super close to. It's just this you know really good dude that I know. It's a uh, Gregory Barrett. He's a he's a comedian and a musician, and he used to have this podcast, Walk in the Room, and. You know how sort of steel was sort of like the nexus for all these people we're now friends with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gregor's is sort of the same way. Like walking the room is a podcast. It was it, it's no longer happening. Um, Dave Anthony was his partner on it. He now does the podcast called The Dollop, which is immensely popular. But there is this whole community around walking the room that I've made really really good friendships through and it's also honestly without that podcast i wouldn't have ever found steel because um greg and dave had will anderson and justin hamilton on their podcast who are two australian comedians and it's through them like i found them and then through them i found steel show and then when steel started this steel wars that's how i found all of you guys and it was, I don't know, it was really, it, I didn't quite know what to do with it. And the other thing is, like, nobody nobody else there knew him. And so it was, like, I didn't really know how to talk to anybody about it. Luckily, later that day, I ran into uh, Patrick Bonfrisco, who, who I actually know originally. Like, I knew he's involved in the Star Wars community as well, but I originally met him through Walk in the Room. And through those guys. So that was that was really cool. Like to have somebody I can just be like like sort of break that down with and talk about how much we were both really fucked up about it. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm still in the middle of a Star Wars convention and there's all these people around me and all my friends. And I was sort of in and out all that day, like having the time of my life and then like having a fucking breakdown. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry that happened and I'm glad that your friend's doing better. And I'm glad also that you had Bon Frisco to, you know, lean on, especially during that. I'm thankful that he was there to help. Yeah, that was that was a really big deal. Like just having somebody else there who 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 knows Greg. Um like and it's like I said, he's not like super close friend or anything. Just you know, I listened to his podcast and we met and hung out in New York a couple times. And just one of those dudes who is, 
really generous with his time and like with his spirit and like just top notch guy. But how about you? What did you do on Thursday? Uh, Thursday morning, I had lunch with uh, Rusty, Araj, Les, Carlos, and I met the Johnny Grosso for the first time. And he brought his lovely friend, Eric H., and he is just a ray of sunshine also. But So so what was your, what was your Johnny Grosso impression? Like, what was, your, what was your first thought when you actually met him? Well, I was nervous at first because... Johnny is one of those people who, you know, I just, I haven't met everyone. And Johnny was like one of the last people on my list to meet. So I was nervous. You know, I always get nervous before meeting really big people in this community who have, who have I looked up to. And when I first saw him, uh, I noticed there was a lot of bleach on his hair. (laughs) And he claimed it was the sun. And I'm like, no, that's bleach, but I was just being nice. <laughs> but no, he's so sweet. Like, I love Johnny. Like, just from, like, the very first, like, second that I met him, I knew that he was very nice. I guess he had used uh, the very first Uber in his life that day, so he was kind of nervous about that, I think. But no, we we oh. got pizza. It was really good. It was nice seeing everyone. I mean, I hadn't seen Les or Raj in a while. I don't I think I don't even remember. I think last time I saw them was St. Patrick's Day, but yeah, it was it was nice. We got to the con. I think that's where kind of like my anxiety started because it was just like a lot of people. So I was like a little nervous first, like getting there and everything. And when I get nervous, I get a little like snappy. So I just felt mm-hmm. bad. I was just like this annoying redheaded snapping turtle. So, but it got better. I mean, it was great that we had all our friends there and everything. And I, we had our little group. So it was nice that, oh, that I could breathe. <laughs> but even thinking about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I met Charlie Ashby. Oh, yeah. I know. I, that was very cool. I met him at the Congress that night before. He was really nice. And then... Yeah, we saw everyone at the Congress the night before. I saw our lovely friend Corey oh, stories. Right. Uh, saw Steel. I feel like I see, I see Steel all the time now. <laughs> it was just one of those just like, hey, I feel like I just saw you. But I'm going to forget names. And I feel bad because we met just so many great people. And I think on the floor that yeah. day, we met Carl. Yeah, that's right. Carl um, came up to me on the floor which and i was when i was just talking when i was just chatting with bono and he came up to me and he's like are you emily and i'm like yeah and he's like i listened to your pot and i'm like holy shit i don't know it's one thing when it's like people i already know tell me they listen to the podcast but having somebody i didn't know like and i I recognize his name through twitter but like just having some dude i've never met approach me on the floor and be like hey i listened to your podcast and i think you're cool that's that's pretty fucking rad it's a good feeling my favorite was he had that notebook of names of people that he wanted to meet. Yes, that was so <laughs> sweet. I loved that. Uh, it warmed my heart. Like, it, it's always nice 
like meeting people who listen to us because like I, I in my head I still think that it's just me talking to you and like <laughs> we're the only two people that like listen to the conversation but I don't know it's just it's wild it's wild like how many people listen to us actually and how many people I needed to follow on Twitter I swear like I was like I don't follow you on Twitter so I just went on like a following spree because I'm like I feel bad I'm like god all these wonderful people so like now my Twitter feed is just full of positivity and happiness because I followed so many great people from celebration oh that's cool I know who else did we meet you met we met Mark I never met Mark before oh yeah that's right he's so sweet so many people oh my god then what did we do on Thursday night? I know that I went back to the Congress because I think that's when – no. What did we do on Thursday night? I feel like we had another hangout at Echo Base. I'm not sure. Was that the – it's 2.11 in the morning night? Yeah, it was because it was a Thursday fucking night. Okay, so <sighs> we have this – well, poor Rusty. Um, everyone was, you know, having a good time, partying it up. And I had gone to sleep, I think, around like one thirty. And I guess like some people have gotten like mad about like noise complaints because we had we had this echo based group chat and Rusty texted the group chat saying it's two eleven in the fucking morning, which like. It wasn't funny, but, like, it, now Rusty gets, like, crap for it. But I, I did feel bad for him. Like, he was one of the people who, like, really wanted to try to get a good night's sleep before, you know, the panels and everything. So we had a couple of, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, disagreements about noise or anything. But, I mean, we're not perfect. I mean, but, Emily, that wasn't me making those noises. <laughs> I will vouch for my innocence. Sorry, I got really fucking sick after the con, so I have this cough that I can't get rid of. Can I trade that cough for my con FOMO? Because it is on. Like, the past week since I got back, I've just been, like, so sad. <laughs> but... I'll give you. I'll. I'll give you my. Uh... Hi. Yeah. You. Th I have that and the cough. So you know. Oh, fuck. Can I just like take your cough from you? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Send it to me via email. You know my email. Or send it through a postcard. But anyway, Friday morning is the nine panel. Yes. And we were in overflow. Watching it on the screen. Mm hmm You were there. Yeah. Like, we actually ended up, like, in the same room with a bunch of people we know. Yeah, it was great. That's where I met Michael Pappas. And I met Ali. And Ali's really nice, too. But Michael Pappas. The... Fuck. God damn, I love Mikey. Oh, my God. Just my heart. He is so sweet. He's a really good dude. I got some time to walk around with him on the floor, and that was fun. Aww. 
But yeah, we met up with everyone. I mean, we sat by like Randy and Tashi, Jason. We had a lot of people around us, like Ben Hart from the SWU, Star Wars Underworld. Uh, God, we had Colleen and her boyfriend Brandon by us. I was sitting by Rusty and Carlos, but yeah, I was sitting with I was sitting with Colleen, which is good because <laughs> Mike asked me to sit with him, and I'm like, I gotta sit with Colleen because we're both gonna cry. <laughs> I know during those things I always have to sit next to Rusty because I always love seeing his reactions to things because you know I just he's my Star Wars guy you know we've both been really into Star Wars since we were kids we got into it around the same time so I always love seeing his reactions too and Carlos is fun because he is very vocal about his excitement. So you just hear all these like, oh, or what does this mean? Yeah, and it was it was a panel. Um, if you haven't if you haven't watched it, I suggest t- check out the stream. There's some cool stuff in there. Um, I thought Colbert did a decent job hosting it. There was like one or two questions where I'm like, I don't know where you thought you were going with that. But mostly, I mean, he's fucking Stephen Colbert. He's awesome. I know. I was really excited. I remember like clapping and yelling loud. And Carlos is like, you know, he can't hear you, right? And I was like, I know, but still I'm excited. But I mean, I feel like not that my excitement like went away after like all the questions, but it's like I knew that those weren't questions that Stephen was like actually asking. Like I knew that those were questions were like typed up like days before. And like the only personalized thing he did was he shared that story about how he was able to see Star Wars like three weeks before anyone. Yeah, that's a cool story. But um, it was neat. Like it was still, even though like watch it on the screen, like watch it with a huge group of people. Like that was really cool. Um, fucking Billy D. Williams is awesome. Just even even at his age, the coolest dude in the room. Lando's never left him. Ah. And um, it was awesome to see how warm of a response Kelly Marie Tran got when she came out. She got like a standing ovation at the arena. That was awesome. Yeah. It was amazing to see the response that she got. I'm happy for her. And just seeing how she reacted. She deserves it. I I loved hearing her and about a sneak peek of what she's doing in episode nine. And we got that lovely picture of her. I love those pictures that we get from like the movie. Like we got a good one of Lando. We got to go one of newcomer Naomi Aki. God, yeah, the the concept art that we saw, and then the, and the um, some of the stills are really good. And it was cool when they brought out little Dio, who is the new droid, who I'm in love with, and people are giving shit about. And those people can go straight to hell. Dio has never done anything to you, so why are you doing anything to Dio? Like he's just there strutting his cute little stuff, like. Why can't BB-8 have a friend? I know he has BB-9E, or he has, God, CB-23. CB-23. Yeah, he's CB-23, but she's off doing important stuff. Like, why can't BB-8 just have fun with Dio? But the concept art for Dio was really cute. I like how they had, like, the little, like, rubber duck, and yeah. then kind of bit off of that. 
Yeah. Anyway, Dio is adorable. We we are pro Dio at the Candlelight Dispatch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pro Dio. And then they show the trailer, and I think I started crying like pretty much instantly. Colleen and I were like, like not just holding hands, but like grasping hands. <laughs> we were both so emotional and I think we sort of feeding into each other because occasionally I would look over her and she'd look at me and we were both just like tears like completely streaking down our face um, and we'll we'll do in the coming weeks you know we'll get more like into like in-depth breakdown on the trailers for, for this and for Mandalorian and for some of the other shit that went down but man it was cool to be there in the room they showed it three times I cried every time And we yeah. have the title and the room, like when the, oh my God. So when the screen goes black and then you get the Star Wars logo and then the fucking title came out, the room lost their fucking shit. It was awesome. It was funny because as soon as you see like the Star Wars in blue, I'm like, fuck, fuck, we're getting a name. We're getting a name. And the first thing I saw was Skywalker. And I'm like, no, they're using it in a title. And then I saw The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, my God. I I was speechless. Like, I don't know. Sometimes during trailers, like, I don't cry. And, like, I just sit there in silence. So it was fun just, like, hearing everyone's reaction and especially like that first scene of like Ray and, and that desert planet, I was like, I can't believe we're getting this. Like, I always get into that mindset of, oh my god, we're getting another Star Wars. Like, yeah, I'm here. I made it. I survived college. You know, <laughs> I, I'm here. I'm living, and there's Star Wars. There's new Star Wars in front of me. So, and that was a great experience. But especially. God, just seeing everyone's reactions, like turning around and seeing Michael Pappas jump up and down <laughs> and trying to fly when he heard Palpatine's laugh. Oh like, my God, that was an awesome moment too. I'll never forget that. And, you know, for all the bitching we did about not having a title, I I take it all back. It was so fucking cool to find out like in that room full of people, so much cooler than if I'm just like sitting in my room on my laptop. Yeah, I agree. I'm glad it didn't leak online too because there are a bunch of rumored ones that leaked online. Yeah. And there was leaked what what was it? There was like leaked like poster art or whatever, like I don't know. Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't the balance of the fucking force, man. Yeah. I like The Rise of Skywalker. I mean, is it my favorite title? No, but then I think what's my favorite title of Star Wars? Like I don't know, but here's the thing. They're all a little bit dumb. Yeah. They're all a little bit pulpy. Some of them are better than others. Some of them I like, some of them I don't, but they're all a little bit dumb. Yeah. Attack of the Clones. The Phantom Menace. Uh Revenge of the Sith. Return of the Jedi. I'm just naming all the Star Wars movies. Yeah, I noticed. Now. I'm just like, I, I know all these titles. <laughs> I 
I remember when uh, The Forces of Destiny was leaked and then everyone thought that it was an episode seven title. And I'm like, no, I think because I was I remember binge listening to The Sith List because I did that like long before I met Carlos and everything. Funny stories. Yeah, it was just like, I'm going to start listening to this podcast because Arash seems like a cool dude. And I remember listening to a podcast where they're like, oh, something called forces of destiny they just got like the legal rights to it what if that's going to be the name for episode seven and i'm like oh man i didn't know anybody thought that <laughs> it was probably Araj. i mean i love Araj's thoughts sometimes like i think i remember during like the mandalorian stuff he's like i think sabine's gonna come back and i'm like oh Araj. <laughs> oh god but maybe it was just him but it was really funny but I always think about that when I think like a force is a destiny, but especially with like the balance of the forest or something that sounds very like a video game type or like, yeah, I don't remember. Like, I think, I don't know if I ever heard that name before we knew what it was, but I, if I did, I probably, I assumed it was like game or new line of books or something like that. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, that panel was like something else. Like I didn't cry until afterwards until I saw Catherine and I just like bawled. Like we were just talking about, you know, we got to see Leia, you know, the music. And then I was like, I was so happy. I got to sit next to Rusty and Carlos and I just lost it. And then... Yeah, that was a day. I mean, I remember we had gotten some like beef sandwiches at some place and I was still like in, oh my God, we saw a trailer mode, you know, like, and especially, yeah. especially after hearing Palpatine's laugh, like we'll go into this next week, but I swear, because when I saw Solo and I first heard that hologram, I swear to fucking God, I thought that it was Palpatine, but it was just Maul. So when I hear it again, I second guess myself, but then I'm like, no, that's fucking Palpatine. And I, whew. But I was thinking too, I'm like, oh no, what's Emily going to think of this? <laughs> you know, I don't know what I think of it yet. It depends, like, the, <coughs> sorry. There's plenty of ways they could do it that wouldn't bug me. Like, if it's, if it's full on resurrection, I'm going to be annoyed. But we'll see. Yeah. And it made for a cool fucking moment in the trailer. And right now that's all I care about. Yeah. It's exciting. And then that night, I went back to the Congress Plaza. And we had a ghost tour with Jesse and Rebecca from You're Creepy. And there is where I met Kim, the beautiful purple-haired artist. Who made these cute little postcard drawings? I love them. I oh, got yeah, a couple of them. Is, her stuff is awesome. I got. I didn't meet her until um until the Steel Wars show, but I snagged some cool shit from her. And she did a BB-8 and CB-23 with little hearts, and I love it so much. I want to get it tattooed on me. Yeah, that was really cute. I liked her battle droids. Then her Padme, 
And then it was a pork. Obviously, like she had a really cute pork. And then her husband was really nice too. It was really cool meeting her. And then we went on ghost tour. Michael Condon was my ghost buddy. Dude, Michael was great. I need to give a shout out to Michael. He's like, a good dude. He's such a fucking funny dude. Like, <laughs> he's still, like, to this day, is like, do you remember when Michael said this? And we just both start laughing. <laughs> oh, God. But. So did you, did you see any ghosts on your ghost tour? No, but I, like, felt heavy. Not, like, <laughs> physically, but, like, I felt, like, I don't know. Like, my mom always would, like, tell me that, like, ghosts not the ghosts always like come to me or weird shit but like that i don't know that i'm more prone to weird activity like i'm the one who butterflies always land on and shit i don't know but it felt a little spooky but it was cool i mean it was a beautiful hotel so it's nice like going through there you know seeing everything i I couldn't imagine staying there for a whole week though but it's funny because san diego has a lot of like haunted places like i remember when i was in the girl scouts we went on this like haunted bus tour where we went to every like haunted place in san diego like we went to the whaley house we went to coronado there's this hotel room in hotel dell that's apparently haunted we went to other places too i'm forgetting some places downtown went to this boat and I knew it was creepy because, like, everyone's phone to turn off. I forget. Not this. It was not, I think it was a star of India. I don't know. It was just a boat. But, no, it was cool. I mean, I like ghost stuff. So it was fun hanging out with ghost people doing ghost things. What did you do that night? Um, Because the Steel Wars party was the next night, a group of us were, like, not wanting to hit it really hard and go to, the, like, go back downtown to the hotel so it was um me and the bad motivator dudes and josh nelson and the australians went for deep dish because they hadn't had it yet so we went to a place that was like a 10 15 minute walk from our from our um house and it was just cool like we were just talking it was funny. Okay, well, at one point, because at one point, like the news was on and it playing on the TV in the background, and they were doing a like they had a thing from celebration, and we look up and <laughs> you could but behind whoever their reporter was who was doing their interview, you could see Steele, because you know, like they're all in a line for that press shit. And you just like, you know, people mm-hmm. just go down line. So we look up and you could just see like the side of Steele's face. And we all freaked out a little bit and sent him pictures of it. Oh, my God. I can't imagine how funny that was. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Oh, and look, if you're listening to the show, you've probably already heard them. But if you haven't, go to Steele's YouTube page or check out his Twitter because he did some really great interviews with like everybody. So yeah, yeah, those are really good interviews. So he talks. He asks good yeah, questions. Yeah, he does, and he asks questions that not everybody asks. And you know, he talked to Daisy again. He talked to um, Kathy Kennedy again. He talked to JJ. Um, he talked to John Boyega, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He did, and he's a great interviewer. And go watch his stuff because it's really good. 
It's cute how they remember him. That was cool. I know that Daisy remembered that him. Was- but, okay. So, I'm going to share my Saturday story. My Saturday morning story. And I got to say, I think that Saturday morning was probably my worst day out of the whole con. Oh. And you're going to laugh. Like, it's really embarrassing. So, Friday night at the Congress Plaza, there is a rumor going out that at the Galaxy's Edge panel on Saturday morning, they're going to give out vouchers so that people can get into Galaxy's Edge. So, me being very excited, wanted more than anything to go to this Galaxy's Edge panel. So, yeah. So, what do I do? I wake up after drinking all night, get ready to go to this panel, and of course we're given, you know, the little tickets that say, redeem this to the very end, you'll get a prize. And I see Jesse, we both, like, hug each other, like, jumping up and down, like, we've won the fucking lottery. So we sit down, we go to this panel, hosted by Josh Gad, who is now my enemy. (laughs) And sit there while they play this video of Josh Gad trying to get into Galaxy's Edge for like 15 minutes. Oh, Jesus. And then talk about things that our friend the Brez already put an article two months ago. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, this is not a situation where like, oh, this was already up on spoiler sites or something, you know. This was something they had press releases about. Two months ago. So, here's the kicker. So, they show us a video, and they're like, all right, we're going to release this video. No one's ever seen it. Let's show it. So, there are these two two stormtroopers guarding this treasure chest. And they walk away. And... (laughs) Inside the treasure chest are these circular thermal detonator looking Coke bottles. And like the kids take it. So like my first reaction is, oh, like, is it just gonna be really easy to steal Coke bottles? <laughs> <laughs> and then the motherfuckers from Coke come to the stage with Coca-Cola shirts and Arabish, and they say, Hey check out these shirts. I bet you all got your little vouchers at the beginning of the... And we're like, God damn it. They're like, you all get free t-shirts. Jesse and I turn around and look at each other, and we're like, fuck. Look, I'm not saying you set yourself up for disappointment on that one, but you totally set yourself up for disappointment on that one. Oh, God. I swear, like... I was mad, but Carlos was like, I woke up for this. We were, I think that was like the worst day because we were both just tired. 
we were mad about fucking Disney. And then we went to the Fallen Order panel, and that was fine. I do but- love, yeah, I do love that their major pan, like their major panel of the day, they get this fucking arena for, is basically just a Coca-Cola commercial. Emily, I don't think I've ever been so mad before. And like the thing too is I was like hungover slash like cranky like all morning. Like I I did something really bitchy. Like we were watching the panel and like Carlos still had like his like plate of like empty food and like I could like smell like the barbecue sauce and instead of like asking him to like throw it away like a normal person, my tired brain was just like, are you going to throw that away? He's like, um, no. I'm like, I can throw it away for you. He's like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, no, good. And I'm, I just, I just got up and threw it away. <laughs> and then he's just like, what? And I'm like, sorry, I just was distracted by the smell of ketchup and barbecue sauce. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I, he's still like to this day. I was like, that was really bad. <laughs> I'm like, I know so i mean the next time i'll learn when there's something wrong i should just say it if i'm distracted by barbecue sauce i should tell my significant other that i am distracted by the smell of barbecue sauce oh god that poor guy i oh god we both had no sleep so we were just but he was a good sport dealing with me dealing with snapping turtle Brittany but we got through the day we got our naps in and then we went to Steel Wars live show yeah and what did you do that day Emily I know you didn't go to Galaxy's Edge panel because you obviously had better things to do um I like I went in with like Luke and and Eric and and Dallas in the morning. Um, we went a little bit later because we weren't giving a shit about that panel, and then just mostly kicked around the the uh, floor for that morning with Eric and his buddy Luke Metz. Hmm. Nice. And I bought some Tarkins. Oh yeah, Tarkins. And I think um, I'm trying to remember if that was the day of the Delray panel or not. But I saw either that day or the next day I saw some of the um, Star Wars authors and that was cool. And the new Thrawn book sounds fucking awesome. And we knew we knew that like Krennic was going to be in it and shit, but there's apparently like the whole thing is about Thrawn like getting in the middle of this political battle uh, between Tarkin and Krennic. And so Ooh. I'm pretty fucking stoked on that one. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, but Mono, mostly that day I was just on the floor, like walking around looking at shit. Yeah. If I can go back, I think I, I should have probably done that because... <laughs> Ah, man, that was my biggest mistake was going into these panels and like expecting to, you know, have Oprah Winfrey come and give us free cars, you know, so. (laughs) 
Yeah, you got to have the right expectations for that kind of stuff. Yeah, especially for a Disney panel. I mean, like, we go to these Disney events sometimes, too, and we we don't really get much. So I don't know why I was expecting, like, free vouchers, you know? But, you know, it was, you know, we were all having a good time Friday night, and when those rumors came out, you know... <sighs> but it's all good. I mean, we learn from our rough times, and we use them to make other times not rough. So, but we had a lovely night at Steel's live show at Motown Brewing. Did I get that right? Motoro. Motoro Brewing. And, um, yeah, we had a lot of friends and family there. And we all bonded listening to Emily's fan fiction. Yeah, um, we won't get into, like, details of the fan fiction itself yet because Steel hasn't put up the video or audio of that yet and there's <laughs> there's a couple of surprises in it that I want to keep surprises that I'm sort of proud of one of them was a total throwaway line that I'm that I thought of at the last minute that people really liked so that made me happy but it's a bit of a surprise revelation um yeah so <clears throat> Here's the thing is my original plan was to not be in the room when the fan fiction was read. And I think I think sort of people like when I say that it can come across as me like fishing for compliments or something. And it's not that at all. Like, I, I mean, that <laughs> like I I've I still haven't ever listened all the way through to the last one. Because it, oh, it wow. makes me it makes me really uncomfortable. Um, I mean, maybe maybe now that I've, I've I've done this one, I could do it like I sort of listened to parts of it. But I couldn't I couldn't just listen to the whole thing all the way through because I it's weird because I spent like so much time writing fan fiction. I've read so much of it. And I don't know. It's just a very different experience, Um, like knowing some stranger on the Internet is reading it versus like having your friends read it out out loud. But um, when we get to the party that night, I got to talk to Steele before the show because there was a party and then there was the show and then there was like drinking again afterwards. And and Steele goes. I'm pulling you up on the second half of the show tonight. And I'm like, oh, no. That's not what I wanted to do. But it's Steel, and I'll do anything that Steel wants me to, basically. So <laughs> I figured he knows what's best. Because he basically, his idea was he wanted me beside him reacting to shit. Which, it turns out, like, he's right. I mean, of course he is. He's, you know, this is... You know, he's a professional fucking comedian and he does live shows a lot. He knows he knows what makes for a funny show. But um, <coughs> so first it was just like they were doing, you know, they had uh, people like up talking about the trailers and stuff. And that was cool. And I knew he was pulling me up for the fan fiction. I didn't know I was going to be like talking about other shit beforehand. And all of a sudden I'm up on the couch with like Anthony Bresnikan and I'm like, um, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> like Anthony Bresnikan is a real person and I wrote some really deeply smutty fanfic that we're about to read I love the press he's very nice he came up to me afterwards and told me that I'd done a good job not in the fanfiction which he didn't comment on thank god because I wouldn't have been able to deal with it but because like um I had when we were when we were talking before um I had said that I'd be really upset if 
if Ray was a Skywalker by blood and he asked me why and I was explaining it and then afterwards he's like that was a really good answer and I'm like oh my god I, I was surprised by how strong my reaction to him complimenting me was but he was nice but then they did the fan fiction and <laughs> I didn't know beforehand who was going to be reading it because Steel like wouldn't fucking tell me um so Chris Taylor who wrote How Star Wars Conquered the Universe apparently like Steel found out he had a really good Tarkin impression so he was playing Tarkin and Randy from um now this is podcasting um was narrating it like he did the last one and then Johnny motherfucking Grasso comes up cuz he's voicing Krennic and it was one of the more interesting attempts at an Australian accent I've ever heard. I mean, is it bad that the accent was, wasn't was something that I was thinking about during that time? <laughs> Look, some stuff happened, and if you were there, you know what we're talking about, and if not, watch it when it comes out. Johnny Johnny got really into his role. Johnny is a performer. That's you. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's child actor Johnny Crossy. You gotta remember that. I did feel a little bit weird, because I'm like, I don't think Johnny and Chris know each other at all. <laughs> and I've seen some pictures of my reactions to this. I am quite red throughout the entire thing. Um, especially because at one point, and I knew, oh God, I should have fucking known, but I didn't know exactly what it was going to be. And I wasn't sure of it. But uh, Candid Bitch number one kind of fucked me over. <laughs> So here's the here's the thing is like I I write up the I write the story in script format just because it's you know otherwise I got to write it twice basically and I send it to Steel Steel goes through and like marks things that he like because he does he puts in sound effects and he has things that he wants to like question me on so when he has the stack of scripts he's like hand it out to everybody you can't have one and I'm like but I wrote it but <laughs> I couldn't have one because then I wouldn't know what was coming. <laughs> part of which was a i mean especially if you don't know me and it's completely out of context highly embarrassing clip from like our second episode when i'm talking about Craddock. and he played it repeatedly and was very pleased with himself and i know dom pulled it off him because dom had tweeted about it and so now now kanda bitch number one is my enemy you know, it was really funny because, like, the first time I heard that, I thought you were just talking about Krennic. And then, like, I heard it again. And I'm like, wow, that's exactly what she just said. How is that recorded? And I'm like, she said exactly what she said in episode two. But then I realized they were just playing a sound clip because where I was sitting, it was kind of, like, hard to see. So, oh, my God. <laughs> Steel, that's good. Steel told me afterwards he had a, when there was a moment at the beginning when he looked over at me and I had like melted into the couch. He's like, Oh no, maybe this was a mistake. Oh, he's so sweet. Look, I ended up having a great time. Steel was right. I think the show is much funnier that way. You know, like he got to give me sh shit like right in person as it was happening. And it was, I have to say really fucking cool to have people be laughing at this thing that I wrote. Um, and like be there in front of the room, like seeing all, you know, it was like, it was a pretty big fucking crowd 
and that's not something I've ever done before. And so it was really neat. I mean, I don't know. It's very different. It's weirdly like more affecting than because most of the, the like when I was writing fic, it was never like comedic. I mean, there'd be like funny lines and shit that people would tell me that they liked. But I wrote a lot of like like drama and character study and like depressing shit. And I always love when people told me, like, when they got feedback saying they liked the story or whatever, or it made them cry or shit like that. But I don't know. There's something about making people laugh that was much more um, terrifying and much more rewarding. Yeah. You were the bell of the bull. It was wonderful to see that. And it was wonderful to hear that. Oh, and and my dad really wants to see it. I can't believe Steele's putting that shit on YouTube. We will see. I hope he does, because I want people to see it. But I'm also like, oh, I don't know, man. (laughs) Maybe maybe that'll be a Patreon-only link. He might have to, like, censor some parts of that, if you know what I mean. I mean, there's nothing actually bad. I I guess. I mean, I I saw some colors of things. There's no skin. Um, no, there's no skin. There's just imagination. But I mean, kudos to to Chris and Johnny and Randy. Especially, I mean, especially Randy. Randy really has the has the brunt of it there as the narrator. Dude, Randy's the best. He's so sweet. Yeah, I wish I'd gotten to talk to him a little bit more, but I liked him a lot. Yeah, he's one of the people I've known since the very beginning, and he's always, you know, asking about our podcast and always asking, like, how we're doing and how I'm doing, you know, and especially he always talks about how he loves, you know, how close Rusty and I are. Oh, that's cool. And it's always really nice to hear, like, Rusty, that's my ride or die, you know? So it's really cool, you know, having people see just like positivity and like spreading that positivity. So it's really cool. But yeah. Now we, uh, we go to Sunday, which is the Mandalorian day. Oh man. I was so fucking tired. Yeah. I was fine. I think, but oh, that was snow day. Yes, that was snow day. It was snowing pretty much the entire day. Yeah, I liked it. It was like I had been in snow before, but never snow like that. So it was this like this wonderful winter wonderland day. Fuck that shit. It was cool, like driving and like seeing snow everywhere. Like it was just so like I've never seen that before. And I, I get why it's annoying. It was a lot of fun. But yeah, luckily I got into the arena for the Mandalorian and then you got into uh, one of the screening rooms, right? Yeah. But you still saw everything and got everything. So I was really happy to hear that. Yeah, it was it was cool. We didn't realize until afterwards that I mean, we knew that they weren't showing it on like the from home live stream. Apparently they weren't even showing it on the um star wars live show stage which is a bit shitty um Mm -hmm. my feeling is 
they should have at least put up the trailer and it's weird that they didn't put up the trailer and still haven't put up the trailer um i understand you have like the cool here's six minutes of from the show that we're just showing you guys i mean it would have leaked anyway like and it did you know but it's just like shitty cam versions of it but the fact that they haven't put up the trailer yet is still like really just weird and hopefully i mean hopefully by the time this episode goes up but i don't know man like maybe they're just never gonna put it out i mean there's bootlegs on youtube and everything too which i fully support you seeing because i don't know like i think it's great that we got that behind the scenes information and videos and everything well we got a sneak peek to you know one of the scenes but I mean, I think it's only fair. Like, I remember going to D23 and being one of the first hundred, one of the first thousands of people seeing Infinity War footage. And I remember at first when it got leaked, I was a little upset. But then it's like, well, of course this was going to leak, you know? And I think it's so, you know, how people feel, especially like the biggest Marvel fans, like not being able to like afford to go to an event like that or are able to fly or travel. You know, I think it's fair for everyone to be able to see that, you know, regardless. Yeah, like, again, like, again at least at least put the trailer out for everyone to see. Because here's the thing is, I want to talk to people about the goddamn Mandalorian. Because yeah. it looks fucking awesome. Yeah, it just made me feel really bad for, like, all those people who really wanted to be there. Like, I remember talking to Evan DeCellis, and he was kind of bummed. And I was so willing to, like, be like, hey, you know, I don't think they're checking QR codes, so just, like, come on with me, you know? But I don't know. The lottery system is an interesting thing. Yeah. And because we both got so lucky, I think that we – we both had a good experience, but we I know that some of our friends didn't get so lucky, and that sucks, and that makes me think of, like, next celebration, if they're going to do the lottery system again, and whether or not, you know, because I feel like whether you liked it or not all depends on what you yeah. got, unfortunately. But, yeah, I mean, it was cool seeing everyone. That was my first time, like, seeing Kathleen Kennedy, I think. So it was cool, like, being in the same room as, like, all these people who have shaped Star Wars into what it is now. Like, it's always cool seeing Jon Favreau. I mean, his Lion King trailer had just come out, like, two days before. Oh, my God. So I have love for Jon Favreau. And then Dave Filoni was there. And there's... Something about how Dave Filoni explains things without actually explaining things that makes me fall asleep. (laughs) I, unfortunately, like, dozed off a little bit during some of these panels. And I'm not proud of it. The only panel I think I fully stayed awake for was um, episode nine. (sighs) But no no disrespect to Filoni or anyone. But, uh, yeah. But, I mean, good for them. I mean, they're they're doing a kick-ass show. I mean, I think it's so cool that they got the 501st to come and film. I remember I was walking to get my Mandalorian stuff, and I walked by this guy, and he's like, were you there? And I was like, yeah, I saw everything. And he was like, oh, my God, I can now finally say that I was part of the 501st that was there filming for the Mandalorian. 
And he was telling me like how he had to quit his job to go film there. That's insane. I know, but it was just so cool. Like meeting someone who had the opportunity to be there and everything. But that was one of my favorite moments. Like leaving that panel was meeting like excited fans and seeing them be put into Star Wars. Like, I can't imagine anything better. And especially like them talking about how the 501st armor is like way better than like the actual armor that they use in the movies and everything. So that's pretty awesome. I think Star Wars is doing some great things. What's cool, like going in the middle, like here's the thing is like nine was this very emotional, like experience that you couldn't really match, but I was really so curious with going to the Mandalorian because, again, like, I know what a Star Wars movie is, and I know what the story, you know, is there. It's gonna, it's the last movie, a trilogy. I've spent a lot of time with these characters or whatever, you know, and I'm really, still really excited for it, of course, and it's cool to see all the new people. But Mandalorian, like, God only knows. And now I am, after that panel, I'm 100% in on this show. I'm so excited it feels like a western it looks cool and gritty and like lived in the universe looks fucking real and they definitely like you can see the money they spent on this show yeah i was blown away by all the stuff we got from the mandalorian you know especially having like a shitty panel morning you know the day before it was really nice to see something and i was sitting by haas too and hearing his responses to everything just melted my heart yeah it was it was yeah it was a good panel too because we saw we saw a little bit of everything you know like we get some behind the scenes stuff we hear about like some of the waves they've done like the ship design and then we get this extended scene with Werner herzog being scary and awesome and then we get like the actual trailer trailer which i want to see again because i don't know i'm just really intrigued by this show now and because i I mean find the bootleg trailer if you haven't but Werner has this voiceover because he is like an ex-imperial dude of some sort and he's the one that kind of gets the ball rolling in terms of the plot because he's the one who sends the Mandalorian on you know, on his bounty. And he just has this voice over how the, how the Empire improved every planet it was ever on. And it's really creepy and fascist. And it's all in Werner Herzog's voice, so it's even more like creepy sounding. And then you see Juan Carlos Esposito also, I guess, is some, like, ex-Imperial being super scary. I love it. I'm I'm loving all these ex-Imperials, and it's really interesting. So, they have, like, it's hard to explain. So, surrounding, like, the Wintrust Arena, they have, like, little, like, pop-ups of characters like they have the light side and the dark side and the mandalorian was on the dark side Hmm. so i think that this is going to be our first like anti-hero series but i feel like that's like really well, easy to... i think you know i think it's going to be the fairly standard western story 
of you know sort of outlaw dude gets this job and then finds out the people he's working for are not great and then ends up saving the person he was supposed to capture I mean that's yeah. look that's based on nothing except the 10 minutes we saw in the first place where we, he's getting sent on this bounty that's my inkling of what this show is which look fine yeah it's a trope but tropes are trope for a reason like they work and it's not one we've necessarily had done in Star Wars before and there's still lots of room to do new things with it but that's my guess is we're gonna see him like you know become a good dude I hope so and I was really sexually attracted to his armor. I, okay, too. I'm glad you said this because I've never like I think the Mandalorian armor is cool looking, but I've never been like that's some fucking sexy armor before. This is some sexy armor, <laughs> and it's ridiculous. And I'm sure I'm sure part of it just is like it's Pedro, and dude is sexy as fuck. But I was like, oh my god, I sort of want to have sex with that armor right now. A man in the uniform. My guilty pleasure. But no, he looks hot. And even like Gina Carano. Her concept art was beautiful. I forget what her name oh, was. Oh, I don't remember. Too many new informations. But she looks badass. It's not an episode of the Cantabite Dispatch without Brittany looking up uh, something on the internet. Good old Wikipedia. All right. Um, Cara, Cara Dune. Dune. That's right. And then Taika Waititi is the voice of IG-11, which we see him shooting shit and going ham and walking. Yeah, I'm proud of him. Yeah, shooting many, many things. Yeah, overall, I was blown away with all the Mandalorian information that we got. Even though it was, like, a little bit, like, seeing completed footage or, like, 95 90% completed footage, like, it blew me away. And knowing that we're going to get this week by week on the Disney streaming service makes me so excited to purchase it. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally, like, sold on this now. I'm all in. I'm ready for November. I want to be watching this show right now. I can just imagine like eating my Thanksgiving dinner and thinking about how blessed I am that I get to see the Mandalorian sexy armor every week. (laughs) That is something to be thankful for. Yes damn straight and then how oh episode nine we actually have a title but anyways so after the mandalorian i went to the celebration store and unfortunately i went a day too late because that's when like everything that i wanted was sold out which i was really I was really bummed out about it, but I got a beautiful Gorg 
at the celebration store. And I'm holding it right now in my hand because it is a puppet and I love him. I also got a crystal fox and then a lot of t-shirts. So did you go to the, oh yeah, you went to the celebration store. What'd you get? Um, I just got a couple of t-shirts. I got the I got the title shirt. Same. And then I got the uh the Leia graffiti shirt, which has hope in Arabish. Oh, sick. And then I got like a little Ewok keychain thing. Oh. That's cute. I hope that next celebration, um, I get luckier and go into the celebration well, store. Well, if the fucking reservations had worked from day one, like they were supposed to, instead of not working until the end of the convention, that would have been nice. Yeah. I don't know. There's hope for Anaheim. Like, I want more of those spirit jerseys. I think that was like my biggest regret was not getting those spirit jerseys. But I really wanted to see the material. But there's always next year. <sighs> well, that app, though. But after that, I went to the Clone Wars panel, which was really good. We got some behind-the-scenes footage. Um, we got a trailer. We found out that... So a couple years back, they released... Um, unfinished concept art and unfinished episodes of the clone wars mm -hmm. and there was a bad batch arc and then there was another arc i forget what it was i think it was the ventress arc and we got to see some of those like fully animated and that was so cool that's cool yeah and then we found out a lot about how Mall fighting in the Clone Wars is motion cap from Ray Park. So when you see him flipping around and shit, that's Ray Park. That's badass. I gotta say, fucking Ray Park, man. He's really cool. It's really exciting too seeing the cast and how pumped they are for the Clone Wars. Like it was really cute. Every time that they would show footage, like Ashley Eckstein and everyone else would like run to the floor and sit down and see the screens like it was really cute but i mean this show has been part of their lives for years yeah and they've been like sworn to the secrecy like i remember ashley was talking about how she found out at disney world that one of her co-hosts had texted her being like hey clone wars is coming back and you just see dave's face like fuck you guys i can't <laughs> tell you anything but i think it's funny how secretive like Dave Filoni tries to be about everything and, <laughs> and his own cast can't even keep their mouth shut, which I would do the same thing because especially something as big as Clone Wars, like I would have to tell like one person. I would tell you, Emily, if the Clone Wars is coming back, but the Clone Wars is coming back. Oh, is it? Thanks for telling yeah, me. Yeah, it's coming back. You're welcome. We get to review the Clone Wars again. I get to ask you, uh, I get to stop everything and be like, uh, so Emily, you watch the Clone Wars. Yeah. We still don't have a date yet, though, do we? Um, I don't think so. I think the date was like when the streaming service starts. But 
I don't know. I mean, I'm not too worried about that. I feel like with all the Star Wars news that we got, like, I don't need dates. Like, I'm fine. I'm like, you guys can, you, you can do you. Like, you figure it out. I'm going to be here thinking about all the great memories I made at Celebration and how excited I am for future Aww. Star Wars. Yeah. I swear, like, my laptop decides to, like, go dark, like, every five minutes. And, like, I'm too lazy to, like, check the fit. It takes like Fix two the minutes settings? to change the settings. I know. I need to do that after I'm done recording. But what did you do while I was in the Clone Wars? Um, I think I was just hanging around with people. There were just a bunch of us like hanging at the food court and walking around the floor mm-hmm. and stuff. That's fun. Yeah, I didn't buy anything on the floor. Probably because, like, a lot of stuff, like, T-shirts and everything were, like, really expensive. And I'm really picky on, like, T-shirt and jacket materials. So everything that I wanted was a little too pricey or not my cup of tea for material-wise. But it was cool seeing everything. Like, a lot of the stuff that people made was, like, beautiful. Like, I remember you were talking about how they had made Star Wars characters from, like, the American Girl dolls. Yeah, that was just, like, I mean, they weren't selling those it's just like some art that she does and they're really like complicated both in terms of like remolding the faces and stuff and then also just the the costuming it's really impressive i'll I'll put pictures of that up on the twitter but yeah there was a there was a darth maul that had previous been a samantha doll No. Did you have any of those dolls as a kid? No, my parents couldn't afford those dolls. I had the books. Mm. Yeah, I think I had like relatives like give me some of those, but I think that was towards my Star Wars loving phase. So I was in this weird like girl stuff, but Star Wars. Yeah, I forget what we did on Sunday night. I I think that was a night when we went back to Echo Base. Because I think it was one of those days where I was like a little like overwhelmed. And I was just like, I want to be alone and with my electric blanket. <laughs> but it was fine. But yeah, it was nice. I mean, every it was so cool being around everyone and especially in echo base you know like i feel like it was a good place i mean the stairs were a little loud and the bathrooms decided not to work the oh. last couple of days and but no like sunday night like there were a bunch of people doing game of thrones um once they could actually get it to work but i was just hanging down in the uh. basement with uh struthers and turbo as none of us watched the show Yeah, it took like an hour for us to get to Game of Thrones to work because for some reason, uh, Justin was just like, uh, the TV is not working, but I'm going to hold the remote hostage. <laughs> and Carlos is like, no, I know what to do. We're going to get it to work. And then everyone's just like, oh, I don't know what to do. Christ. And like Carlos knew the whole time what to do. And it took an hour for us to all just sit down and be like, okay, we're finally going to watch Game of Thrones. And then, like, the same thing kind of happened, like, last night, too. 
So that was just a little, <sighs> but yeah, it was cool. It was nice. Australians came over. We watched Game of Thrones. That was fun. It's always nice, like watching something with like a giant group of people. But I was tired, man. I think that was getting to me, just like the exhaustion from celebration. Like I was <coughs> unprepared mentally for celebration. Yeah, me too. But I mean, I learned from my mistakes and, you know, we get to do it again in a year. So I'll, you know, I've been kind of trying to like keep note of things that, you know, I wanted to prove on, you know, like my attitude towards things or, you know, the things I say, the things I do and how my expectations for panels should be so high, you know, but, you know, it's all a learning experience. And that brings us um, to Monday, the Phantom Menace panel. Well, you'll have to talk at that because Monday I was on a train to my parents' house. Oh, I was sad to see you go. I wanted to spend like way more time with you and especially, you know, like that's one of my biggest regrets, I think, was not, you know, like being like, oh, I should see what Emily's doing or I should, you know. We should go out to lunch one day or something, just yeah, you and me. Really so, yeah, I'm sorry, but yeah. So it's really sad. All of us got into the Phantom Menace panel, but Carlos and he tried to get in, but security was like, "No, go away." So that sucked. But that sucked mostly because I thought that they were going to reveal something. So I was sad that, like, he wasn't going to be there when, like, we were all going to be excited about something. But uh, thank God uh, nothing happened because uh, <laughs> no no one was – I mean, to be fair, a lot of great people were there. Um, and Bess was there, and he got a wonderful crowd reaction oh, and appreciation good. that he deserves. And, I mean, like, it was literally just them talking about like the concept art and like everything that you heard in the beginning documentary, you know? So, and then George Lucas like just did an iPhone video for like 30 seconds being like, Hey, it's me, George. I like Jar Jar and can't believe it's been 20 years. So I don't know. And then everyone thought that George would be there. I didn't think that. I mean, I stupidly thought that they were going to announce something big. Like, I remember seeing Warwick Davis's uh, cue cards and seeing him flip and being like, all right, that last one's going to be an announcement or something. Then I saw that last card go and I'm like, crap, there's nothing. We're getting nothing from this. But again, my expectations were high when they shouldn't have been, which is my fault. No one else's fault but mine. Like I think I think a lot of people were expecting like something from that panel. Even like Aaron Boyd was like disappointed and I swear he is the nicest most positive person and after he even said that he was disappointed I'm like damn. That's when I knew. I know. It was nice. <laughs> I know I was I was still a little up. down during the panel cuz like Carlos going to get in and I sat next to Eric and he was really nice. He was funny. He was like are you glad that you're finally away from Boo? <laughs> and 
<laughs> it was really cute. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you're going to have a good time. <laughs> he has good people. It was nice, like, chilling and, like, talking people. to him. Like, it's it's so cool talking to people who you don't really get, like, the chance to talk to a lot. Like, you know, talking to, like, Turbo and Andy and, like, even, like, Johnny. Like, you know, people that I've looked up to in this community for almost, like, years now. You know, like, it's it's crazy that all of these people are our friends and all these people love and appreciate us. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's awesome. But. It's a lot. I'm like, oh, people, (laughs) people actually like me. I don't know quite what to do with that. As soon as I think like, oh, people like me, I go straight to, no, they don't. It's lies. It's like, you know, like the bad Kermit meme. It's like, no, they don't. It's all a lie. You are (laughs) overthinking this. Like the bad Kermit's in my brain. I'm like, this person hates me. This person. I'm kidding, but. Nah. I don't like when I get cocky either. But yeah, Monday we had dinner with everyone. Like we met up with like Haas and Jesse. And the rest of Echo Base who hadn't left yet. Some of the making Star Wars crew. And then, you know, we got back to the haunted hotel and you know i had a really good conversation with Corey, and cory has been dealing with a lot and he put on twitter and facebook about you know all of the problems he's had and it was really nice just like sitting there and just you know sharing experiences and you know talking about it and letting each other know that you know we're here for each other we're always going to be you know like yeah it's amazing how, you know, how easy those conversations are and how loved you feel after going to a convention like this and knowing that there are people who support you and want the best for you. And, you know, that's how I felt about Corey. Like, I want nothing for the best for him. So seeing all the pain that he had gone through was really, like, heartbreaking. But it was amazing seeing how he's grown from it and seeing how he's going to use that to shape his future. But if you're listening, Corey, we love you. And we love your stories. And we're happy that Clone Wars is back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but how was your Monday? You you saw family. Yeah. Um, I just there's a commuter train that goes from Chicago to South Bend and then it's like forty minute drive from my parents' house. So my mom and my little sister picked me up. And then I just like hung out at home for a few days, ate a lot of good food. My mom cooked for me. A lot. Cherry pie. My dad made cherry pie. How's your sister? Oh, she's good. I saw her. Um, I saw her uh, dance class. That was pretty cool. Aww. Um, they have a, they have a dance class that the that the parks department puts on. That is just um kids with Down syndrome. And so there's like five or six kids in the class, and it was pretty fucking Aww. cute to watch. I love it. I'm glad you guys see your family that melted my heart seeing all the pictures with like your dogs and your sister. Yeah, I was I hadn't been home for a while. Like I'd seen my parents um last summer 
and and my brother and sister too because we had all gone to to Boston. But I hadn't I hadn't like been home in like a couple of years, so that was good. Well, I'm glad that you had a good time at home, but I'm sad our vacation had to come to an end. Yeah, I miss everybody. It was just cool to be around so many people that I'm friends with and know like, oh, I can like go hang out with Aaron Boyd right now or I can go talk to Eric Struthers or I can go talk to Colleen. Or I can can repeat vines with Justin or give weird eye contact to Luke because for some reason that was our thing when we would just give each other like great eye contact while we were talking like it was really funny the first night that I met him I was you know I was asking you know how he was doing and how his family was doing and he's like holy shit you're asking like real questions like you actually care about me and I'm like of course I do I'm like yeah I'm like I I genuinely care about everyone you know like I ask how they're doing I ask how their family's doing you know when I see Steele I ask how Harrison's doing you know I see Johnny I ask how his family's doing you know like I just (laughs) it's just a thing I do I guess that's really rare but I know it was funny but it sucked leaving on Monday like the house was empty we had gotten hot dogs and of course they were fantastic hot dogs I miss those fucking Chicago dogs like those are gifts sent from heaven oh really I don't like Chicago dogs I don't care for sweet relish, and I hate raw onion. I do too, but for some reason, it like complimented the hot dog. When I went to Wrigley Field, they had um, grilled onions, and those are really good. But no, I don't know. I was really sad. Like I had the post celebration blues for a couple days. Finally getting over it. Back to working. I Yesterday was my first time off since celebration. Like, I went straight back to work after celebration. It was rough. But, yeah, back to looking for jobs and planning. Yeah, being like an actual adult and doing shit sucks. I know, and Rusty is decided that he wants to do something for his 21st so we're planning that and I have weddings and baby showers and I'm going to Denver in June and I have to plan all these things which they're exciting things but it's funny how what are you doing in Denver uh a friend is graduating college so friend of a family friend of uh Carlos's so we're gonna go to Denver but I think we're gonna also celebrate our birthdays too because our birthdays are like really close apart like they're five days from each other like mine's the 25th of May and his is the 20th so I think we'll do something I don't know but Denver's cool I haven't been in years so should be fun and then best friends getting married uh Lorena's having a kid which is crazy um I have a Disney convention in August 
Comic-Con is coming in July. I guess they're going to do some Star Wars stuff there. So I'm going to try to get my way into Comic-Con. I guess they're having a panel there for uh, the Rise of the Skywalker. Oh, okay. Then they're going to have some more Mandalorian stuff at D23. So and I have tickets to that. So that was fun. But yeah, it's a lot. And then I have to get a real person job. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I'm graduating. Even though I have my diploma, I have to walk. And I'm doing that in May. I have a lot. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. It's a lot. And then Infinity War on, no, Endgame on Thursday. I've already seen it by the time this is on the internet. It never ends. Well, should we get to some email and voicemail? Yeah. While we're getting to that, Celebration Anaheim is happening in 2020. And are you going? Uh, Hopefully. You know what this means, right? I can't afford to go Celebration and Disney. Emily. That's not on the cards. Emily. I have a friend named Bob Iger. And he told me that if you come to if you come to Celebration Anaheim, he can get you into Disneyland. It's not happening. It's going to happen. But who are we playing first? I don't fucking know. It's your episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, huh? All right. Uh, I'll pay rule farm boys email voicemail first. Do you know what that means? Voicemail. It's a voicemail song. It's really short because I have to cough. Oh, yeah. It's a voicemail song. Perfect. All right. Here's rule farm boy. Miss Emily, Miss Brittany. It's Anthony at Rural Farm Boy in that Toyverse. So celebration's done over. Well, it ain't really. Because we brought it all back with us for them that went. And I surely didn't. But I was kind of there through Yins and some other friends of ours. Claire and them bad motivator boys and Steel and Mr. Ward. So my thoughts, yeah, I was in that Twitterverse because you all kind of brought me and some other folks like Alderanian Rose and Marie E along with you. We had so much fun. Thank you for sharing everything that you did with all of us to bring us with you. And I'm just going to go put this down here too like I've done on some other friends' shows. Remember what all was at celebration and how you felt about everything in these days and weeks to come before we get to December because there are going to be some rough spots because a couple loud few folks going to want to make it rough spots and when they happen and they surely will remember what celebration felt like because that right there is what our fandom is so I'm looking forward to your show and tell me some more stories about what all you done that maybe I didn't get to see at Celebration. Some fun stuff. 
and listen to some other friends, what they got to say. So till your next show, may force be with you. See you on the radio. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, man. That's really sweet. And I think a good sentiment. Yeah. I remember... I guess, oh, no, what can you say? Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. No, you, no, no, go, you go ahead. No, I just have to say, like, it's easy to be, like, sort of just down and depressed after it all. But it's good to remember, like, how fucking awesome it was. And just the feeling of, of, of friendship and family there. Yeah, I know when I'm feeling sad, I go through the photos. Like, thank God. Some of us have, like, shared photos and iCloud albums. And, you know, especially, like, listening to podcasts, like, from the actual event. Like, I remember last celebration, you know, listening to all the content. And that's when I first gotten on Star Wars Twitter, like, seeing everything. And I felt like I was there through Star Wars Twitter. And now actually being part of it is just this whole new beautiful experience. And though I miss it a lot sometimes, I'm so thankful that it happened. I'm so thankful that I get to do it again one day, you know, and that this is something that I want to do whenever the opportunity arises. You know, I want to go to another celebration like I've started and I won't stop. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Now now that I've been there for one, I'm like, okay, well, I definitely can't miss any others because I yeah. got to hang out with all of my friends. I know. Got to hang out and eat good food. And did you have any other good food other than uh, deep dish? Um, Honestly, I like barely ate during celebration. Wow. give you props because i literally ate everything but it was good food i love chicago food i think i just like really like chicago like i just loved the architecture there the people there were really nice the food chicago's a good city i wish i wish the weather had been a little bit nicer it would have been cool to like go to navy pier or something but i mean the days were so busy anyway that who knows yeah, that was one other thing. I didn't expect to be so busy with con stuff. Like I thought one day we all go to the aquarium or every Uber driver would talk about Navy Pier and like I would see it from far away. But I don't know. But uh, Carlos and I have agreed that Chicago is one of those places where we definitely want to go back to. So hopefully we'll go back one day. That'll be fun. But um, we also have another email. Oh, thank you. Roll Farm Boy. You have such great voicemails. I love your voicemails. Keep it up. Um, Michael Harris sent us an email. uh, Post Star Wars Celebration Chicago Blues. All right. Let's see if I can read. He didn't actually say that. I I said that. But he says, hi, Brittany and Emily. Just a few days out from Star Wars Celebration Chicago and trying to resume normal life, which is pretty rough. I'm still so exhausted. It was my first Star Wars celebration, my first major convention, and I had a blast. I got to meet a ton of cool people, and I feel like my Star Wars fandom will now forever be addressed as pre- and (laughs) post-celebration. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. My first day back at work was so tiring. Like, it's really funny. I work graveyard shifts, and 
everyone always gives me props because I have never fallen asleep at work. Guess who fell asleep at work on Wednesday morning? <laughs> Oops. For like 20 minutes, but still I felt bad. It was like 7 in the morning. I was almost off, but ugh, I made it though. Anyways, back to email. Uh, there weren't a lot of quiet moments over the five days, but my favorite memory comes from watching the Mandalorian panel at the Star Wars show live stage. As the panel was playing on the big screen, I couldn't help but stop watching and look around. So many people enjoy Star Wars, but it's not every day that you see the level of love and passion for it. Everyone around me loves Star Wars exactly as I loved it. Love it. Especially after the last year and a half of negativity being shouted out from a small minority, it feels so good. Hope you both have an amazing time and may the force be with you, Mike Harris. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, that's a really cool thing. Um, and I think it's sort of nice, like, especially as you said, like, after all the shit that internet fandom can be to to realize however loud those people might be they really are just a small pocket of the of the star wars fandom that there's a lot of cool amazing people out there and like seeing you know seeing all the little kids dressed up like all the little girls in ray costumes like that's that's something we need to focus on more i think yeah, I saw so many beautiful rays, so many beautiful Padme's, and so many beautiful cosplays. Like, I give major props to that. I could never do that because I always want to be comfortable at conventions. So I give major props. And then also, I would do that too where, you know, I'd be in a panel and just like look around. Like, it's just it's so nice being surrounded by people that love something like I do and being surrounded by people you know who they I felt like I was with family like I felt like this was just a big family reunion and especially with people I didn't know you know I can turn around and be like yeah Jar Jar and everyone's like yeah Jar Jar you know like I don't know it's so cool but thank you Michael for the email oh sorry Mike your email was Michael but you ended it with Mike, so I'll call you Mike. All right. We have a voicemail from King Tom. Okay, one second. I want to say, um, Rabia, we got your email. I'm going to – I took a look at it. We're almost at two hours already, so I want to do your email next week because there's some stuff in there that I really want to have an actual discussion on, which is running a little bit late tonight. And also because when we do you have some points about the trailer itself, which we're going to be talking about much more next episode. Um, so we did get it and we are going to read it, but I just want to hold off on it for another week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just saw that. Yeah, because there's some Wait. there's some stuff in there that's actual like discussion that I don't want to rush through. And but all, yeah, we are almost at two hours, which is long for us. Yeah, it is. So we'll let we'll let. Yeah, we'll let King Tom. King Tom will end the show. All right, here he is. There we go. Hey there, Brito and Lindo. I don't know about you, but it's Thursday morning, and I am already missing Celebration and everyone. And I had a great time. There were certain things I really liked seeing and being a part of, but for me, 
it was more about hanging out with people. And and you two, you are just as fun and delightful in person as you are online. And I, I just wanted to let you know that I think you guys are great. Oh, so, thank you. I, but I've been thinking about celebration. And like I said, I, I had a great time. There was a little bit, you know, it got a little bit too people heavy and waiting around for things and big lines at time. But I guess, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. And I've been thinking back to the, the big panels. And the, the only drawbacks to those were either having to sit through, um, you know, just waiting for something to start or having to wait for someone who just kept on yammering on to finish talking. And I've been <laughs> thinking about that and I've, I, I think this is the first time I've submitted one of these to you guys, but I have a fuck, marry, death watch for you. So here, you, here, here goes the three candidates. These, these are all the ideas, you know, people you had to, to sit through. David Collins, Anthony Daniels, DJ Elliott. Go. Anyway, thank you for listening and death watch. Death watch. Death watch. Dude, why haven't we thought about that? Fuck, marry, and death watch. That's genius. Yeah, man. That's why King Tom is the king of all toms. All right. So it was DJ, DJ Elliot, Anthony Daniels, and Dave, Com- Dave Collins. Okay. This is going to be a slightly difficult one for me because I don't know who, like, DJ Elliot. All right, so there there were warm up for people who weren't there. They um before the panels, like the big ones, they have like the hype people or like the warm up act. We're trying to get everybody excited before the things. They're deeply annoying. Like maybe they're nice people in real life, but their job fucking sucks. I never saw DJ Light because I was never in the arena. Mm. It was good. I mean. <sighs> Personally, I death watch Anthony Daniels, um, marry Dave Collins, and kill DJ Elliot. Wait, Be- oh sorry, death watch. Wait, no, 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 no. So that means, so wait, so I would death watch Anthony Daniels, marry Dave Collins, and then fuck DJ Elliot. Was DJ Elliot cute? I mean, I wouldn't want to fuck Anthony Daniels. <laughs> okay. If I forget if DJ Elliot was the bald guy. Hey, let me look him up. DJ Elliot. I guess it was on website. Because in, in the room, <laughs> the room I was in for nine weeks, because nine we a DJ Aussie Dave who I wanted to murder. Oh yeah, the Galaxy stage, those hype people. Ooh, ooh, ooh yeah, no, but eh. I mean, Dave Collins is cool, so I'd marry him. But yeah, Death Watch, Anthony Daniels. What about you? Yeah, I mean, probably. That's, that's the only way to do it. Um, Colin seems like a really interesting dude, so you'd have some pretty good conversations at least. 
Um, I mean, I, I don't listen to yeah. his stuff a lot, but he's he's definitely really smart and can can talk and can tell a story. He can talk, um, yeah. Fucking Anthony Daniels is. I'm sorry, he's annoying as fuck. Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't like how he doesn't honor Kenny Baker. Yeah, yeah that's all I'll yeah. say. Like, apparently, look. I mean, apparently they didn't get along, and who knows how much of that was on either of them. But he's so performative that I find it irritating like there's people who are very natural on stage but he is giving a performance even at a panel and look i get that that's his thing that he had you know this one role that he's made into his entire career and good on him for that i mean quite seriously like dude works hard does his stuff you know he gives these talks he's written a book he's made a whole life out of this role but god i just i don't i don't care i think he's irritating as shit Yeah, I agree. Like when he was going on that Twitter thing, like hinting about his book, like, I don't know. But I mean, yeah. But that was your fuck, Mary, death Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Thank you, Tom. I love King Tom. Yeah, it was so so good meeting you. I was very happy to finally meet King Tom. I know it was funny. One of the nights he came up to me and he's like, I didn't know that your hair was this long. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I got a lot of hair comments, which. Oh, yeah. My hair got so staticky during celebration. Like it would stick to everything that would make that noise. Like whenever I would like pull it towards like away from things and you would like hear the static. Your hair is very long. It is. I know I try to cut it before celebration, just like an inch or two to get off the dead the dead ends, but it didn't work out. But I might try to cut it soon, just like one or two inches, because I like the length. Like, I think it's pretty, but I just need to do something with it. But, but yeah. Thank you, King Tom. Thank you, Roll Farm Boy. Thank you, everyone that we met and that we hugged and that we cried with and laughed with. That celebration. Thank you that nobody licked me. I'm glad nobody licked me. That rule was kept in place. All right. The next time there's a New York meetup or um, you see Emily, everyone. Say hi to her. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, that was our celebration episode. I mean... Thank you, everyone. I mean, we definitely left out some names of some amazing people that we met. And I'm going to feel bad forever. But just know that we love you. We're so happy that we got to see you. And everyone online, too, that didn't get a go. We love you all. But Emily, where can we find you on social media and the podcast? Uh, you can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at CantoBitePod. You can send us email or voice messages, CantoBitePod at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. Sweet. 
And you can find me on Twitter as CantoBrit and Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. But yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Uh, Canto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, because this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a Canto bitch. Brittany the Jinj and Emily Lind. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Kendo Bitch number one.